Welcome to Combat Chatter, a Star Wars The Old Republic podcast, brought to you by RepublicTrooper.com. Combat Chatter covers the latest hot topics and breaking news surrounding Star Wars The Old Republic, BioWare, and the greater Tor community. Alright, what is up, internets? It is time for another episode of Combat Chatter, hosted by yours truly, Andy at Republic Trooper. And as usual tonight, we are joined by Dave and Mike from Republic Trooper. And we also have some very special guests on the show tonight as well. We're incredibly excited to have Momus and Lady Republic from Ask a Jedi here to hang out with us troopers tonight while we talk uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. So uh, thanks to everybody for being here on the show tonight. Uh, how's it going? Good. It's going well. Welcome, yeah, everybody. Well. Good to be here. We're happy to uh, have you guys on the show with us. And uh, like we normally do, we're going to uh, talk a lot of stuff um, related to Star Wars, the Old Republic. There's always some new news and new information and new things blowing up the community out there. And we'll get to that here in a few minutes. But first, we wanted to talk with uh, Momus and Lady Republic about Ask a Jedi and get a little bit more information about Ask a Jedi and what they have going on over there. So why don't you guys uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves, um, how you got involved with Ask a Jedi and uh, what your guys' goals are for the site. Sure. Well, I'll go ahead and get started. I'm Momus, for those that don't know. And uh, I started with Ask a Jedi, jeez, uh, it's got to be about six months ago, where Bill invited me on to be a writer for a economics column where I would just sort of postulate what might sell and make you money in the game. And that role has sort of blossomed into, I did the the Wednesday and Friday updates when those were still a thing, if anybody remembers that. I know yeah. that's kind of, kind of scary to say, like, remember back in my day, we did, had all these updates on two days. Uh, but we, I was doing those updates, and then it just kind of morphed into, hey, could you read this article and, and maybe sort of check it and make sure it's good? So uh, eventually got promoted to the uh, assistant editor position, which I currently fill. So I read all of the content and edit it, which I'm happy to say that the my companion on this call, she... Uh, she doesn't need any editing. Her articles are perfect every time in every way. They are not perfect. but yeah, I, I was just going to say I can completely believe that, Garrett, because we have great content from all the folks that have written for us. But the two writers that I get content from who their pieces are nearly perfect every single time are our two uh, female writers. Literally. Their stuff comes across so clean and immaculate I've never had to tear apart a major section of anything they've written, so I, I can completely believe it. That hurts. Babe. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I will clearly start to have to uh, write terrible content then. Yeah, you're gonna have to work hard on that. But no, exactly. yeah. But no, uh, Lady Republic. Why don't you, uh, you know, give our listeners a little bit of information about uh, yourself and your role with the site as well? Sure. Uh, Lady Republic, or as they often call me, Ladder. Um, I've been writing, gosh, since the summer, so probably about six months, give or take, or at least in the works for the column. Uh, I got involved with it. I had actually contacted Lethality because I've been running a guild for more years than I care to admit. (laughs) And uh, I'd I'd always had the aspiration when I played that other game to sort of uh, work into being kind of like the next Scott Andrews, uh, helping guild leaders give guild advice, developing guild advice. I actually had helped out a lot of people that were guild leaders or guild officers, even for other guilds on my old server. And so uh, so I asked a Jedi. They didn't have a guild columnist at the time. I uh, got in touch and said, hey, if you're interested, here's my idea. I'd love to do it. And Lethality said, okay. 
So that's uh, that's what I've been doing. We are actually starting to get some fantastic write-ins with uh, questions or or you know how to craft guild policy. So I've been doing kind of an introductory series, and then uh, this week we're going to start back right into the nitty-gritty weeds of advice. That's awesome. So both of you guys, is it a weekly column that you both do, or monthly, or or what's your what's kind of your schedule for stuff like that? For me, it's weekly. Uh, I do. I think are we on Wednesdays now for Council Chambers? Yeah, Wednesday for you, and and I. I try to be weekly, but that doesn't always work out. Um, I actually, uh, my schedule got a little messed up lately because I just had a, a move and all that good stuff. But yeah, we, we try to be weekly with those. But um, I will say that we've had a few writers who do to, you know, th- this game came out and then suddenly they didn't have all the time to write. And it's, oh, it's, dude, it's, it's so funny. So, we were just so, having that conversation via David and Mike via email. We, we had like 15 writers and now, you know, now we have like five <laughs> that are active. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we've had yeah. A, we've had a few guys who kind of scaled back, and now they're doing, you know. And we and we said we have we, we felt we had a really good staff before, and we haven't really had to cut anyone so much as we said, look, we will, you know, if you don't adhere to this strict weekly schedule, it will we'll be okay. We're gonna have the new stuff that's always gonna be coming up and going up as soon as we can get it. So as your columns, just you know, we want quality columns over. Hey, you got to churn something out every week. So we've we've you know had to have some discussions with people about hey. Just get us what you can when you can. You know, we're not too worried about about what you're going to write. We know it'll be good. Just take your time and make it good. Dave, are you having a total deja vu moment over there? Yeah, <laughs> Garrett. Garrett, it's the will of the force. I, I guess. I guess that Obi Wan, you know, separated you and I so that the Emperor couldn't find us both. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, literally, that was almost the exact. The situation went the same way. We had like 15 people who wanted to write. That ended up being like four. Once the game launched, and then, uh, and then, the folks who were writing, we kind of told them, "Look, guys, we were trying to do a bi-weekly schedule," and uh, we just told them, "Look, uh, just work on making sure the quality's there, uh, and get our stuff. You know, get the stuff to us as you can, and uh, and we'll get it up when it's ready." It's it's good. It's refreshing to know that it actually sounds like a common problem <laughs> amongst fan yeah, sites. Yeah, it seems to be. I mean, if you look at a lot of the sites out there, content is definitely slowing down. Big time. And then, of course, there's some of us that are masochists that have offered to take on a second column. <laughs> oh, there you go. Which, which oh. uh, potentially will involve troopers, so stay tuned. Yeah, you know, you spilled the beans about that on our website, but is that is that top secret or can we talk about it? Uh, Garrett? We can talk about it. There's no, we don't have any any major secrets. Yeah, yeah, we are trying, exactly uh, as Jennifer put it, with masochist. That is uh, our main thrust here. It seems to be that we like to take on more than we can. Sure, you're actually speaking to yeah. the two people. We'll be doing two columns at a certain point, in addition to editorializing, which I'm just joyful about. So we're going to be, we're definitely trying to do some more stuff with the classes because that's specific. I mean, you guys do excellent content and it's so focused on troopers and quite frankly i every time i boot up my commando i'm like okay i'm gonna go check you know, oh cool thank trooper you and make sure yeah, that's awesome. make sure that i'm i'm doing it right here but you, you guys yeah, you are, are a great site yeah are you wearing pants yeah exactly <laughs> when you play your commando yeah. are you going for, commando <laughs> for the parts of the site that aren't there yet we're working on them see back to article one which is a. Uh, having less writers than we thought we Which were doing. Which is titled, to, we're, point, we're working on it. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's the one thing. So we're, we are looking to do some class content, not to the extent of the specialty sites like, like you guys. We don't want to do, or step on anyone's toes there, of course. We want you, you know, if you want 
information on how to be an everyday trooper, then you go to Republic Trooper. But, but you know, potentially Lady R here will be writing a very detailed column focusing, I, I believe, on... I'm not going to say. That would be too mean. On but troopers. She's, on troopers, exactly. So she's, she will write something like that, and it'll probably be more of like a weekly thing where we kind of say, hey, this is you know, what's been affecting the lives of troopers. Um, and, you know, who knows? I, I don't, I, uh, to be frank, since I might be writing the consular version, I haven't actually kept up with different consular sites because I've just kind of enjoyed finding out and discovering a new game for myself. And, right. okay, so I need to use these abilities and figure out how to do that. But for other classes where I'm, I don't have my 50, you know, it's like, okay, well, I got to, you know, I'm behind. Like everyone else is way ahead, so I need right. to catch up and do my reading. Um, so I haven't, I haven't really kept up with what's going on for the consulars, so I probably need to go out there and educate myself on what's, on what's being written already because I don't want to – we don't want to do what, other, what, you know, what you guys are doing or what, say, JediConsular.com, which I totally made up, uh, it, what they're doing. We want to do you know, our own sort of focus on here's what's affecting the lives of consulars. Maybe here's what could be fixed. Here are things that we absolutely love, you know, like shooting oh, yeah, with totally. rocks. It's fun. No, I yeah. think yeah. that'd be that'll be a great addition for your. I, and let me start by saying too. I mean, we're all like huge Ask a Jedi fans. It's one of the sites I, I visit almost every day. And when Lady Republic made an account on our forums, you know, a few months ago. We're like calling it. I'm like, dude, Ask a Jedi is posting our forums. We're like virtually high fiving. Everybody's all excited. Uh, but she's oh, been great, thanks. like giving trooper advice and, you know, interacting with the community and all that stuff. So I think, you know, a trooper column or like you said, if you're going to take over a, a consular column, like kind of getting that expansion. I think that'll be a really great aspect of your guys' site to, to continue to grow it. Well, I've already oh. named my very first entry. It is, of course, going to be sounds like you could use a soldier. Nice. I, I, I will say one of. It's a dual-edged sword uh, with class content because on the one side, it's actually kind of good that we're doing a class-focused site because then we know what our focus is. And if we want to do other content, it's a bonus. Like when we go out and we do general pieces in our uh, Always in Motion is the Future, just touching upon the game itself, uh, it's just some extra stuff. But one thing I've noticed, and I, and I want to know if you guys have seen this, have you noticed how that game that will now be named – wow over the years it became so focused and so focused to the point where it really kind of made a lot of the player base very uh myopic in hey you're playing this class in this tree then obviously you have this build obviously you have this gear and it literally was the best choice which was unfortunate in this game, you still have what WoW was kind of like in the early days, where different builds were actually viable. But because WoW was around so long, you have a lot of people not realizing that. You have a lot of people still kind of meandering through a miasma of, why, didn't, why haven't I find, found the one single build, rotation, and gear set that works as everything else doesn't? I, I have a, a pretty good answer for that. And the number one thing would be the lack of a combat log right now. Yeah, that that Definitely. there's no there's no way for us to reverse engineer from a log what is the best thing to do, what is the best order to follow. Instead, you kind of have to feel it out for yourself. And that's that's, I, I mean, that's the part that a lot of us would probably really enjoy. I mean, since we're all writing about a game and we already sort of enjoy piecing together an article and doing those sorts of things, I would imagine that we also enjoy as a group. Hey, I needed to figure out if I'm going to use grav shot here or when the when the best time to use high impact bolt is, you know, those sorts of things with the class and then you kind of expand upon that and then 
you know, who knows, maybe you go read some article and some guy says something and you're like, no, you're absolutely wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about. And that's sort of the fun part of the game right now. Um, and that we're going to be getting to a spot maybe in the future where that's not quite the case. Yeah, I mean, I will say, like, I prefer when there's more than one right answer, if you will. And so I definitely like that flexibility that the game offers right now. But, I mean, there is always going to be a segment of the theory crafting community or it's kind of the two extremes, either people that are really, really into theory crafting or people that just don't want to know their class and want the build to do. But on both of the extremes, there's always going to be some segment of the community that they want the build. And in fact, I've actually been doing some work on the trooper columns over at Sith Warrior as well. And, you know, there's definitely some people that are like, well, you know, here's three different builds. And then there's other people like, this is the build, this is the rotation, this is the crew skill. And so, I mean, there's just some people that that's... That's yeah. just always going to be how they play. Right, and you're never going to you're never going to get out of that in an MMO. I mean, Bioware's been pretty upfront about it, though. They don't like that. They like I think it was Georg Zoller. He said he's like, we don't like theory crafters, and we're trying to focus the game so that that doesn't happen. But I I have a feeling that over time, like especially if they add a combat log, they're going to have their work cut out for them to prevent that from happening. Well, yeah, I'm not convinced they will add a combat log. Honestly. Well, they've said that they've said that they most likely will at some point they just want to make sure they they put it in in the right manner um <laughs> everything will be redacted <laughs> and and yeah and and i i think i think that's the problem i think the problem falls within the whole mindset of the numbers tell the entire story and the thing is georg himself who's spoken to this numbers tell a very big story but like he said they have a, an entire division that like runs numbers but they have to put it in context. The numbers don't tell the story, and I think that's another mindset. For instance, if you have a build that does 98% of the DPS, you know, of the best build, but, uh, you know, you have more survivability and more mobility, that doesn't show up in the numbers. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and that, that's always been a problem. Like, like okay, if, if you're actually, if you're in a world first, like if you're in one of those sponsored guilds, Okay, I'm a pretty hardcore raider from back in the EQ days, so I'm pretty serious. I'm one step under professional. Unless you're in one of those guilds that is going for like, hey, you know, we have to get this, you know, we're going for a world first and, you know, we're getting sponsored by so-and-so, and you're missing a kill by one or two percent. I mean, if you're taking bosses down, if you're playing a role that is more fluid for you and works better to your playstyle, and you're almost as efficient... That overall is a better spec, in my opinion. One of the things that plagued WoW definitely towards the end, too, is that people did get in that mindset, absolutely, of this is the only... Like, if you're in our... I played Mage, so it's like, if you're an Arcane Mage, this is the spec you go. Right. And, and that was true of, of every single step, basically, from the end of Vanilla until now. And I never really adhered to that as a player, and I was in very hardcore guilds, and I frequently was top DPS. Not that that's hard as a mage, lol, lol, lol. But the one, <laughs> the one thing that was sort of fun was to when people would look at my spec and would say, "Hey, why do you have this?" And I'd say, "Oh, well, like there was a there was a talent that added uh, magic resistance, and that's all that it did. But it added like one per your level, and it, they had that in at level eighty until they fixed the trees, you know, fixed with quotation marks around it. So you had like eighty resistance and then you added resistance on with your your magic armor buff or whatever and that gave you 160 and that was awesome utility because I, I resisted spells left and right and didn't take as much damage and that was always awesome for the healers but that never showed up right like it's never on a log like hey 
you know, I resisted four spells and everyone else took full damage on them. So that's, you know, that's, that's not anything that's there, but that helped the raid and it didn't hinder my performance. And so I, I'm really hoping in Tor that it'll be harder for them to pull the numbers and they continue to leave it hard because, quite frankly, the, the really smart people in those number one guilds are going to figure it out themselves anyway. They're right. going to have a way. I mean, I, I actually did some of my, on my guild forums the other day where we were talking. I, I play a shadow as my main, and we were talking about um, upheaval in the, in the uh, balance tree versus some of the, the lower-end kinetic combat talents for affecting infiltration DPS and what the numbers were. And I ran all the numbers and said, no, upheaval is better, and I can show you that it's better. And then the guy's like, well, but it's RNG. And never, I mean, and that's, that's the discussion that will never get resolved unless they, someone is able to pin down the numbers. So you know, to go along with what we've been saying, I actually do hope that they don't release that combat log because that sort of keeps the mystery in the game and that helps the game keep its flavor. And, and I agree with you on that. And I'll tell you one thing, one thing that, well, two very big things that keep this game a lot closer to balance and where WoW is today. First off, the numbers aren't ridiculous uh, like they've become in WoW. You know, it's not like you get an upgrade and you're doing like, you know, 5,000 DPS and 8,000 DPS with a couple more upgrades. The, the upgrades are noticeable, but they're in very noticeable small steps. And at the same time, probably the biggest advantage to this game is that almost all abilities that buff or debuff something stack, and that's huge. Whereas in WoW... Uh, hey, we want to make sure everybody can have 20% you know, armor reduction. Okay, well, let's give six people the ability to do that, but only one of them works. In this game, w when I drop a uh, smoke grenade and our gunslinger throws out a diversion uh, grenade, uh, all of a sudden I have 65% accuracy reduction on, on my boss. So stuff like that really goes a long way towards making the class synergy huge. Yeah, it, um, you know, we can, I don't want to completely derail the conversation here, but we do have some, uh, we do have some more uh, build-specific stuff coming up. I kind of wanted to get back to, to you guys, though, and ask a Jedi, what else can you tell us about the website? Like, how long has it been around? How many writers do you have? Um, you, you know, you've told us a little bit about yourselves and where you guys are kind of looking to expand. Um, what else do you guys have going on over there that might be, uh, that people might want to know about you? I'm so glad you asked that because Lethality about a month ago sent out a primer on that to me. Just like, hey, I want to make sure that you know all this information. So I'm really glad that he sent that. <laughs> nice. um, the the uh, Ask a Jedi was founded in after, I think, right at E3 in 2010. So it's actually not one of the the Genesis you know fan sites. It didn't start right. when, when Tor was announced. However, as Lethality would love to point out if he were here, he was member number 117 on the forums. I mean, oh, he wow. literally, literally, like, the, that morning, like, the game, I'm on it. Like, he's really been following it for a long time. Um, he's also very proud of his infractions on the, uh, on the, on the uh, tour forums because <laughs> nice. he's, gotten, he's gotten quite a few for arguing with, with you know, developers. and With the and yellows, the yeah. Game. Yeah, yeah, and, he, and he's never backed down from that as much as he, he does have good rapport with them, and, and I feel like we... You know, having been to the uh, to Austin once, that it was a great trip, and everyone was very friendly. You know, he's he's not afraid to say, and he's the first one to say, if there's any criticism in your articles, feel free, please go ahead, because that's you know that's the stuff. You know, sex sells. That's kind of the idea. <laughs> right, right. So he it started back then, and he, it was him and someone that he worked with, and they basically did everything. 
And that is sort of cooled down because he realized that that was not going to be possible. And so he's been adding pieces as we go along, um, me being one of those and Jen another that, that have been have worked out quite well. And, you know, that's the really it, it, it's not a long history, but he feels it's a pretty good one. You know, we, we surpassed number eleven hundred on terms of the daily sort of threads or posts that we put up. I, I always forget what to call them because they're, they're different depending on who you talk to in WordPress. But the. When they show up, that's we have eleven hundred and forty-two as of today, I think. So it's it's a pretty good number for for only having been in for about a year and a half. Yeah, so. no, that's 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 awesome. That's why I was, we're 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 in a similar boat, but we're even newer. I mean, we didn't even launch our site until August first of of last year, um, but we had owned the domain for so long. We just it was a matter of timing and finding people, and and it's a very similar it's a very similar story because it was it was like Dave and myself, and then we're like, okay, two people can't sustain this. We need to start bringing people in and we found people like Mike who are complete badasses and you know and, and it goes on from there so uh, oh I was going to say I didn't know uh, Lethality had mentioned that uh, when he started the site the goal was kind of to be the, the wow insider for uh, the old republic when it launched and so that's that's kind of the goal we're still working towards is providing like a good general kind of overview of all the different aspects of the game and um, I know I don't know if, uh, Momus, you wanted to mention a couple of the other uh, upcoming projects that you guys have been working on or if we wanted to go ahead and move to the next section. Well, I don't want to take everyone's time for so long because there's so much things <laughs> no, to yeah, talk go, about. But go for it. One of, one of the big things is that we've been working pretty closely with R2DB for quite a while. There is a massive site redesign that has been in the works for, you know, again, there, we were working on it in, in November and then in December, and then something happened around the twentieth, and all of a sudden, yeah. we just we you know we're like, oh, it haven't made much progress yet. I don't know why this is. It's really weird. But December thirteenth rolled around, and yeah, yeah. productivity <laughs> fails. <laughs> yeah, some people were you know they're like, hey, I got, I'll be I'll be right back, and then you just wouldn't hear from them for like a week. So, right, you know, but it, that it is coming along. Uh, I I do check in on that every so often, and again, lethality is more of the authority on that because he. He has been working on that. I don't want to say day and night because that would be a lie, but he's been working on it quite a bit. But I go in and check on it every so often, and I kind of I get all giddy because it looks it's very pretty. Um, it's a very nice graphical upgrade that is coming. Nice. Um, well, but, your but, guys' site already is clean, so if it's going to be an improvement on what you already have, it's going to be it's going to be pretty badass in my opinion. Because I'm a designer too by trade. That's what I do during the day is web design and. And like right. I look at our site, and I'm always like, "Oh man, I can't wait to redo this. It's six months old. We need to modernize it and make it more current, and yada yada yada." So that's always good to to do that kind of stuff. If I may back up, that's totally a sign of the times where it's six months old, and like, "Oh, we got to modernize this." Absolutely, thing. It's so old. <laughs> it is. It's, it totally it's way is. too old. This is so old. This is three years old in internet time. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a dinosaur. The if you'll notice though, we did change the logo recently, and that that is part of the redesign. We have a lot of uh, very it, and it's little things too that you know, like there's this big site redesign coming, but there's also little things like the fonts changing, which maybe right. doesn't excite some people. But for me, having been in newspapers, it's like oh, that's like the biggest thing ever. Like right. we're changing the fonts, it's going to look so much better. You know, even though our font now is is great, but it's it. There's just a lot of things like that coming, but the bigger and, and probably more fun aspect of that is that there is going to be integration, um, not only with Torhead, who we've been uh, have a, had a pretty strong partnership with in terms of getting a lot of the new stuff like patch notes and those sort of things up, but also R2DB. As, as I said, they've been doing a lot of the things um, in the back for our site to get us prepared for this redesign, but uh, they are their social sort of engine is very neat, and the things that it can offer us as a site um, are, are just it's amazing. You know, I don't know if you guys have been there lately, but they—I I haven't actually been in probably about a week. But they had 
you know, there's like achievements, and there's all sorts of things that are there or are coming very soon that are just really cool. And those are things that we're hoping we can integrate into ours as well. Yeah, the, um, the R2DB guys are awesome. We've actually, we've had them on the show, and they're also one of the sites that I probably visit almost every day. And, like, we have their calculators integrated and some of their other stuff yep. integrated with the site. Um, we're waiting for their search API to, to get access to stuff like that. Like, we're, we're big fans of those guys, and, and we work with them a little bit too. But, yeah, that's cool, man. That's going to be really exciting if it's uh, – it's, it's, but you guys are – you're not going to be, like, a merged website at that point, right? It's just going to still no. be – it's no, not at like all. It's the the point of like if you look at R two D B, um, they also are sort of in in partnership with Tor. That's the big thing. They're not, they, you know, no one's been right. bought out or no one's been been absorbed by anyone. Instead, it's you know we'll we'll open Torheads. Basically, I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't know what I can even say in this. But it, there's no mystery that R two D B uses some aspects of Torhead in their site. Right. And similar that Torhead is going to to use some of that for Ask a Jedi. Um, I believe part of what we'll end up doing is, is sort of being like a feed on there where we're sort of promoting different news items. And, and that's sort of the give and take is that, you know, they, they are being very generous with, hey, here's these patch notes because on, I think, the very first content patch that came out, I sat there. It, I was at work. I'm putting that in, in quotation marks as yeah, well. Air Can't quotes. see that, of course. But, <laughs> yes, uh, I was at work, and I spent three hours typing up uh, patch notes that were probably like 3,000 words. And then, of course, as soon as I hit submit and was done, Bill emails me and says, oh, don't worry about it. I got them from Torhead. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, that's the worst, man. And I, and I said, I hope that's going to be a constant thing. And he said, yes, it will be. And I said, great, because I'm never typing these again. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we it, that's the sort of thing that, that the, the partnership, again, that we have. It's not a... You know, we, we don't have any, as far as I know, no one from Torhead has come telling me that I can't write about certain things yet or, or put certain things right. in my comments. Because I certainly have made some, I don't think I've made anything bold or crazy with, with economics because it's sort of hard to to pick apart a game from the economic perspective. But certainly um, I have said a few things that, that would probably make some people kind of go, I don't know if we want to say that in a, in a <laughs> pure business sense. So. No, that's awesome though. That's good to know. We're all big fans and we wish you guys nothing but uh, continued success and, uh, you know, we totally appreciate you guys hanging out with us on the show tonight. And uh, I want to move into the next segment, which is just more about the game in general. And there's a lot of topics going on out there in the community. Something that I've been seeing a lot, and especially in the last week or two, is geared around PvP. Um, and I know on our website, one of our new writers just put up a, uh, a primer and an overview of, the, of PvP, some of the tactics commendations gear what has your guys' experience been with pvp in the game and uh um, what do you think about pvp in general with in star wars the old republic and that's a question i should say to everybody not just to the ask a jedi people oh okay so the resume's gonna actually talk now Andy. is that what you're saying yeah mike speak <laughs> <laughs> no uh I, I did pvp almost from day one um and I, I sort of tapered off recently because i'm lacking a level 50 so i'm like well i better start doing something else uh, and I got really hooked on the space combat, so that's a, that's a different story. But anyway, um, I have found that there one thing that kind of irritates me about PvP is the inability to queue for certain war zones. Um, yes. I don't yeah. know. And like, I think that's sort of everybody's thing. I'm guessing that's because there aren't enough people yet that that would be viable. Wait, uh, Mike, so, so let me ask you something, Trooper. When the yeah. general tell when the general tells you, "Hey, I need you on this battlefront," you go, "Oh, general, I want to go fight over there." Man, well, suck really? it up. Well, no, I was I'm gonna just... say you can. They <laughs> just, just don't care. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, so as the CEO here, Dave, are you going to tell me that Hutball is a, a strategic need right now for the Republic? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, definitely. The yeah. troops need some rust and relaxation. <laughs> Come on. No, don't, hey, don't. winning winning, winning the Hut cartel to our side is a big deal, guys. Yeah, it, exactly. No, it is. Go go wonky Chewbacca or something. I don't, I don't know. Shut up. All right, Mike? <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, and the other thing I found uh, is that some there, – there are definitely some classes that do better in different areas. Uh, I PvP with, obviously, my trooper, both my uh, commando and my vanguard. Um, and as a shield specialist vanguard, I know some people can DPS really well and take points, but I have found it so much easier for me to uh, you know, assist in taking a, a point and then holding it. Uh, because I can just take a lot of damage and wait for everybody else to come help out. Well, that's you know that's that's kind of my thing. So you know, and I've said it on the show 150 times. I am I am not a PvPer. I am the worst PvPer ever. But at the same time, when I hear like people's complaints, either you know for or against whatever topic around PvP, it always seems so um, like granular. It's like I can't do this specific thing. And I always look at PvP, especially war zones. Dude, it's a team sport, right? Like. If you're a shield specialist vanguard, you're probably supposed to be assisting, not exactly out there trying to do major DPS. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I always feel that it's yeah. it's a role and a team play thing, not necessarily an individual thing. And and people kind of you know facepalm themselves if they just can't take out five enemies in a row or whatever. Wait, wait, Andy, but that can't be right because if that was right, all the hundreds of times I heard in Alterac Valley, like, dude, what the hell? I was fighting him one on one, and and this like, other guy jumped in like a jerk. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. forgot. Th this was four. This is forty on forty, one v one dueling. Who was it? My who's, bad. Who was it? Who said they're like? What are we having like a gentleman's duel right now, <laughs> where we like walk ten paces apart and turn <laughs> yeah. around and or, fire? Well, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I I always love to hear like, oh, alliance man, all they're doing is rushing our front door and rolling us. That doesn't take skill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how dare they use their numbers wisely to win. I mean, God, well, those guys are such jerks. Win. There was just something, I think it might have been in the Reddit, uh, the TOR Reddit the other day, and somebody was talking about Ilum, and, and I, I haven't even done Ilum yet. Like I said, I'm not really a PvPer, but apparently, like, the vibe I get is that nobody likes it, and everybody's complaining about Ilum. Um, but I don't know, like, why? What what is the what is the major beef with it? And what, what, do, what do people have a problem with? The, the big problem with Ilum is that initially the problem was that it never it did not encourage any pvp so you would just go and trade nodes and that was you know you would just sit at these things and shoot rockets now with it being patched the problem here is that it doesn't really encourage first of all it's very difficult for any melee classes which uh, for you guys is less effective of right. course, since you can just mortar volley from 30 yards away and you're good right the the before like melee classes like me it's really hard, A, to get kills because the way they set up the system, you have to do damage to get included in for the kill credit. So what's happened is is since you know roughly half of each side, or you know, depending on, on what server you're playing and how the populations are more than that, are melee, instead what's been worked out is hey, we'll kill, everyone will shoot this guy like your team, and then you guys will come back and shoot our team. And that's again, like the gentleman's duel thing, that's sort of come up, but it's not you know, again, that's not really organic pvp you right know, we're taking a spot and defending it it's oh hey we're just going to farm this and get better valor because that's all that's going on is valor farming but is there is there any way i mean can they patch the game in in any form just to, to prevent that 
In in one sense, no. But it, you could put in. I mean, again, just thinking out out of the box here, you could put in something like, hey, you know, if you, um, you know, I, I, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> the I think the big thing that they need to do is figure out some way to make it more smaller scale because the large scale of it is killer to a lot of people's systems. First of all, right, and right. and that it it does not encourage you know the team play aspect because if you're trying to it's right now that they, they put a cap on it which is very welcome of 50 versus 50 the problem is that you still really can't do a lot in that in that format because the coordination required to to have two groups you know that work together is a little bit beyond what most people are willing to do you know right. if you do have a server i'm sure by saying that there'll be like 50 people in your comment section that'll say oh no my server we're totally doing that and, oh, they, yeah. and they probably are but but it's you know if you just kind of went out there one night like hey I need to go do my my Ilum weekly or daily, there's going to be so many people who are there who are just you know like you know it's, it's Billy and his drool cup running off and doing things and then asking why he can't get any kills and you're kind of like well you know if you just work with the team but that's that's not happening and so that's why a lot of people are frustrated and have gone to that you know again the gentleman's duel setup now so have the have the developers spoken up to that point i mean i know there was some like you said there was already some changes to it but do we know of anything maybe coming down the road that might be implemented to resolve that yet or is it still a like a sore subject well i don't know that it's as widespread as as people claim it is i don't know i'm on i'm on young ma for people who know who my character is but i don't know that i've seen a lot i i, I will grant that Actually, since they changed it, I've been to Ilum exactly once because I've been busy with with my personal life, right? And have been able to. I, I basically deep. I'm a PVE guy first and PVP second. Though I have, I I'm like Valorant 45, so I, I haven't totally ignored PVP. I've been playing it quite a bit, and I find it enjoyable. But I I just haven't gotten into Ilum yet because I just haven't had the time to commit. Because my guild's like, oh, you're gonna need like three four hours or whatever. So I think I think it doesn't happen very often from what I've heard on my server. Other servers I can't speak to. But I, I have heard of that phenomena happening and happening enough that people are saying that it's a problem. So whether whether they're going to actually do something about that or just say, hey, if you want to do that, then do it, whatever. I, I think there has – someone did mention to me, and this is hearsay, so I almost shouldn't say it. But someone did say that, that some developer gave that his blessing and said, you're still killing people. That's within the design. We, we wish you would do it a better way, of course, that you would play the game as it was meant to be played. But if you're going to do this, we can't stop you. There's no way for us to do that. Yeah, that's so. a, I, I've seen I've actually seen myself a post and I want to say it was from James Olin. And he actually said that, you know, they're looking and this is before they did an initial patch. And he said that they were looking into making changes because Ilum wasn't Ilum wasn't being played the way it was intended. So I, I don't know if, if, if a developer was like, OK, yeah. now it's fine. You know, you, you know, though, when when the game attracts people who their interest is to do just whatever it takes to get more numbers on there without any specific challenge when it's just about acquiring that whatever you know the the straightest line is between point a and point b i, I mean hey if they're enjoying it that's that's great for them it just it, it the understanding of it eludes me i i just well i i, I can't it, it'd be like It'd be like somebody knowing, like a master chess player, knowing how to beat every amateur in five moves and then just going from amateur to amateur, beating them in five moves and just loving it, like doing it for five hours every night. I just, that <laughs> aspect Isn't that of... Central Park in a nutshell? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you put maybe, it that way, but... it sounds so exciting, Dave. <laughs> but I mean, well, it is, though. It's an MMO. People, MM, a lot of MMO players have that grind mentality, right? Like they might not like it. But if they want to get their whatever no. rank sixty five PvP gear, they're gonna. No, there's there's a difference between grinding. Grinding 
grinding the way going through battles is grinding. Okay, but it's fun. It's actually doing the competition. I mean, actually going, hey, I'll kill you, you kill me. That's the fastest way. That's, that's not grinding. As a matter of fact, that's almost trying to take out the grind. Like, hey, this is quicker. There's no actual challenge in it, but it's quick. So here, you punch me in the jaw. I'll fall down. Okay, now I'll get up. Let me punch you in the jaw. You fall down. All right, see you tomorrow, 5 o'clock, same place, same time. Yeah, you know, that's true. An- another thing, though, about PvP, one, and this is actually one of the reasons that I tend to stay away from is, A, limited playtime. So I'm kind of like Garrett said, I- I'm PvE before PvP myself. But I find the commendation system makes my head explode. It, it, does anybody else think it's overly complicated or I just retarded? Yes. It can be, yeah. <laughs> yes, I like that, Dave. Um, yes. Well, oh, that was, I mean, uh, yeah. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I, I will. I will tell you this: the crystals you get for PVE once you start getting the um, crystals that go with the commendation for the Taiwanese, you get like a billion more than you'll ever need. Whether they're ever going to put a dump in, like you know, somewhere to to actually spend those, I, I don't think anybody ever knows. But I've got over 300 extra crystals, and even if I had the commendations, the but they just don't they don't keep up with each other. So I don't as know the, if they did the math or what. As the econ guy, I can tell you if you have enough, just buy them and sell the pieces. They sell for like, I think like five to seven k for some of that. The like like the chest or the uh, legs or whatever sell for a good amount if you need money. So not that money is a hard hard thing to acquire. I mean, I mean, you get more crystals. Like the the rate you get crystals is faster than the percentage of the actual commendations you need to buy them with. They don't. You oh don't, yeah. You don't get them. You don't get them at the same curve, so you're always going to have more crystals. It almost seems like they had a system in, and they changed it, and they didn't balance the numbers. Yeah, so maybe they the took something out or, that needed them or yeah. something. Yeah. The other problem is that they removed where you had, um, or like they did, like they, when you kill a boss in in a heroic flashpoint, you get crystals, but I don't think you get a commendation, or you get like one versus like getting like a couple of crystals. So I don't like it's kind of weird if you're farming in there, you get half of the currency that you need to buy an item, but not the other half. And that doesn't really make much sense to me either. No, I was just I was just saying that that's my point. There seems to still be you know some issues out there at least in the community with PvP in general. But I think uh, I know they've already been made some changes. And one of our new writers, Eric Hine, just put up a really good piece, um, kind of overviewing PvP in general, tactics, commendations, gear, what kind of uh, awards and medals you can get, and all that kind of stuff. So you should definitely check that out. But I want to move on to the next topic, which is uh, Dave's Vanguard Shield specialist. Um, that he <clears throat> finally got done <laughs> this week. Yay! I know. Yay! Because no, it didn't need editing at all. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. The it... first time. <laughs> no, but Dave, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about that piece and in, uh, in your thoughts on the Vanguard Shield Specialist? Hold on. Wait. Okay. Loading. The, ma- the mail bombs <laughs> to both your houses are now done. Okay, I can talk yeah. about the article. Um <sighs> Okay, uh, the article about shield specialists, it's, uh, it talks about uh, specialists uh, that use shields. Vanguard, I was wondering what that was about. Who guard the van. The van would be either the front or the mystery machine if you're Scooby-Doo. It's basically, it's a starter's guide for level 50s. So it's not a starter's guide for, hey, you just rolled your Vanguard, you know, and you got two abilities. Because at this point, there's a billion of those out there. Uh, and people pick up, you know, the first 10 levels uh, pretty fast. It's basically all the experience I've gotten in playing my Vanguard at Endgame for uh, about a month or so now in, you know, uh, single player uh, flashpoints, operations. And 
basically the tools you have at your disposal and what I've found them to be the most useful for. Like I said, one thing I like about the game is there is definitely places for other people to say, hey, yeah, I agree with this, this, and that, but I don't use this because I get more use out of that. And that's actually very viable because depending on what you do, if, if you don't only do an operation uh, you know, once every three weeks on a pickup, but you run a lot of flashpoints, you might find uh, your points in the tree spent a little bit better here or there. But to get to the point of the article, it should serve, it should serve a lot of vanguards who are intending on tanking at 50 uh, very well for at least a starting point. Uh, and it'll give them insight into something they might not have realized uh, will be of so much value. Like tactical tools, for instance, uh, I was kind of going back and forth between it. When I had it and then went away from it for a bit, I, it's such a ridiculously useful tool. How about you, Lady Republic? I know you were working on a, on a, a Vanguard guide as well. What are your thoughts on yeah. Shield Specialists and some of the other uh, Vanguard trees? Well, I was going to say, I mean, in general, I, I love it. I wouldn't play one if I didn't. You know, I mean, it's it's fun for me. And, and I think one of my favorite things about being a, a Vanguard tank, well, there's two uh, that I really love about uh, troopers in Tor. One is getting to be a semi-range tank. It's pretty cool. Uh, I have I have spent too many years of my life looking at boss crotch, and so getting to pull even if it's just <laughs> nice. like ten yards away, that that ten yards can make all the difference. So uh, so I've really enjoyed that, and uh, also actually having kind of a priority system for uh, for tanking and abilities. It's I enjoy that. Like you kind of have to think a little bit about the situation. So Lady Republic, you, you have to you have to admit, Vanguard Shield Specialists spend months in super specialized advanced training that only a handful of beings in the galaxy have, and they sit there drilling for months on how to hit people in the face with the stock of their gun. Because, let's face it, even Jet Li can't stop that. Well, the best part, you know what that was originally called, right? I'm not going to talk, no. because if I say what came to my head, if I say what came to my head, Andy would not be able to post this podcast. It's, it's the real military term for it. <laughs> and it is? Say it. Get ready. Can't someone else volunteer? <laughs> nope. It's all you. Nope. The butt stroke. Oh, Ooh. there you go. That requires applause. Very nice. <laughs> there's uh, there's very a nice. fight that'll haunt me for the rest of my life. That's funny. They, so actually, that's, they uh, actually still call it that in some of the older posts because people used to talk about that on the forums back in beta. That's yeah, awesome. well, it's also one of those things you can tell like people that are actually familiar with real military terminology because that's that's what it's called. So it'll crop up every now and then. I know, um, and you're going to be starting a a trooper column as well. So I, I bet we can expect your guide on Ask a Jedi soon as well, right? Yes, hopefully. And uh, you know, I mean, I'll be I'll be writing everything from the very basic beginner guides. In fact, one of the things that I want to do early on is is write a kind of a, a either brand new tank or brand new MMO gamers guide to just tanking basics because so many of us, especially in, in Vanguard, have been doing this for a while. And things that just seem really common knowledge like line of sight pools or marking, new players don't know. So that's that's definitely one of the earlier things I'm going to tackle. And um, and then, you know, it'll be everything from like theory crafting and, and kind of the ratio and priority of how much defense should you stack before absorption and, and shield and all of that as well. That's that's definitely good stuff. There's I know there's always debate around um, the secondary stats and, and who needs what and why and which one's better. And without a combat log, it's like it seems like nobody can really put their finger on it. But to your original 
piece about like line of sight or just like kind of MMO basics, that seems to have been coming up a lot more recently in this game. And I don't know if it's because it's hit a new like a new batch of MMO players that have maybe never played before. But there was some talk about this on the RT forums and people are just saying like, you know, most people just don't understand like the basics. Like when, mm -hmm. a, when a tank is starting a fight, a, a boss fight, you know, don't nuke him <laughs> in the first second. You know what I mean? It's just like basic stuff like yeah. that or, yep. you know, count to three or count to five before you like unload everything on the guy. At least let the tank hit the dude. You, you yeah. Know? Oh, no, there's a really hilarious, uh, sarcastic, it's it's written not to be serious, but uh, a DPS's guide on how to help a tank that you can find online. It's hysterical about, you know, the tank enjoys being challenged. So make sure to pull as much <laughs> aggro as possible. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, my own personal uh, kind of realization is I was in a group, and I mean, I think this was already on an altar or something, and, and we were doing one of those Coruscant heroics, and, you know, I'd ask somebody, like, oh, why did you need on that instead of greeting? You know, not snarky, just asked. And they'd said, like, well, I'm, I'm new to gaming, I don't really even understand how the system works. And I just had that kind of feeling like a donkey's posterior moment. Right. Of, you know, my automatic assumption is like, oh, this is what you get from a random group and not really realizing that there's a lot of players that came from, you know, uh, KOTOR or other games. They just they don't know. And, and if nobody sits down to explain. So I actually made three new friends that day because I spent a while sitting down and explaining to them all. OK, well, this is how it works. And they were asking me like about the social system and, and points and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I would say be aware out there that there are some new players in tour and. If we can help them out, all the better. Yeah, I actually think there's a lot of new players in, in Tor. Yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead, Mike. They are. I have a friend of mine who just emailed me uh, yesterday, and he's like, well, I finally decided to buy it, and he said after 45 minutes, I finally figured out how to swing my you know, Jedi lightsaber. <laughs> and he had trouble figuring out how to move around because the games he was used to playing, you clicked your mouse to move around, not the WASD keys. So I'm like, I'm looking at his problem going, you're not using the keyboard to move. Um, yep. So I spent, I wrote him up like, it was almost like a, a 2,000 word little guide on how to just move around and use the, the buttons and stuff. So there definitely are a lot of new players out there, probably more than any other game in well, a yep. long time. And and I'm going to I'm gonna say it again, the, the game that we do not like to name WoW. Uh, I do think in the last few years with, how much they really started catering to the casual crowd, which which is fine, um, but with there being such a huge base that Blizzard brought into the community, and you know, thus are probably a lot of the spin-off players that are playing Sweater now. If they played in the last few years, they didn't play the early years of WoW or EQ or or you know anything like that. Where in in WoW tanks have like 450 percent threat generation in their tanking stance. And they oh, all you don't even have to try anymore. Yeah, you 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 literally right. don't like if you if you do like two AOEs as a tank in WoW, you can literally stop attacking, and a good DPS might pull off at like thirty percent. Yeah, it's, it's pretty that ridiculous. much start the fight, throw down two abilities, get up, make yourself a sandwich, grab a beer, come back, finish the fight. Dude, that yep. sounds awesome. That's like <laughs> a lot of playing a where, wizard in EverQuest. Where 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 in Swoter? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we get fifty percent extra threat generation, right? And we go in there with a group, and even if you do an AOE, if you have good geared, good geared DPS, and, and you have to rotate because they're not all on the same target, if they're hitting everything or even a couple things, there's no way you can keep all the targets on you because 
you're going back and forth between stuff. And, uh, of course, that comes to communicating it to the players, and it can be done easily by explaining it. But a lot of people's, a lot of people's experience is, oh, the tank's been in there for two seconds. I'm never going to pull anything off him. I'm just going to start killing everything. And it but just it is doesn't so much that fun way. that uh, we now get that element of that one DPS that won't listen. Just like letting them die and then turning around and going, what did you learn? Yeah. You know, oh, I always... actually one of our one of our friends, he's a great raid leader. Uh, he's got a bit of a temper, but uh, his rule is if the healer dies, it's the tank's fault. If the tank dies, it's the healer's fault. If a DPS dies, it's their own fault. That's, <laughs> yeah. It's that simple. That's CAG. Yeah, I post that in our forums. He's awesome. It really is that. I mean, if you want to sum it up, it's, it's kind of that simple. If, if a DPS or dies, it's generally their own fault. As a tank-friendly raid leader myself, I can say that um, you know our, the two things I think to note that are different in Tor, and, and not to prolong this any longer than it needs to be, but aggro is precarious. It's not a situation that's ever well-developed. Um, I, I, we, we were doing hard mode SOA the other day, and I actually didn't vanish on, on the platform phase after the first one, and when I hit the bottom, I actually pulled aggro. And, oh, and it's, not yeah. that the tank, it's not that the tank was doing bad or he's poorly geared. He's a really good tank. I just, I just can. I can do that if I don't remember to use those cooldowns. And so, you know, it's it's not an easy. It's not as easy as other games. And I actually, while I enjoy that, I'm I'm very thankful to not be playing a tank right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like I, I really enjoy how much it's brought back a lot of the teamwork that that I personally really missed. Because I mean, obviously, I write a column about guild leadership. I I love the teamwork part of the game. And, you know, I mean, I think in that other game, my favorite period was Burning Crusade, where each person had their role and it wasn't just could you throw out the biggest numbers or whatever. I mean, you know, there were things like crowd control. There were things like teamwork. People, you know, in a good run, people understood you got to give the the tank a few seconds to grab aggro. And I like that I feel like in Tor, those elements of the game are brought back. Like, I mean, definitely crowd control is a benefit and different classes have their different unique crowd control that's very valuable. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Though I do miss sheep, even though they don't yeah. fit in context. It was funny. I was just you trying know, to talk to uh, you guys and I was on mute the whole time. <laughs> we, 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 uh, we actually talked about that a lot. Uh, and, you know, I, I understand the current model. And while people call things clones, clones have to be almost 100%. While I don't go with the whole WoW clone uh, thing, there are certain standards of the industry that have built up, and there are a lot of similarities as well as differences between the games, but the the trinity, the core trinity, has been solid for a long time now, which is fine. I think it's unfortunate, though, that uh, support clashers, debuffers, like if you guys ever played like EverQuest and stuff back in the day, you had classes like the Enchanter, and uh, the bard, who individually weren't weren't super strong, but when you added them to a group, they exponentially increased the power of that group. And I think it's unfortunate that games have gone towards everyone has to be everyone has to be a Superman in their one role. I, yeah, I think Rift work, has but... a support role, but you're right; most games have gotten away from that. Well, that kind of, I think that, Dave, kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the, in the PvP part where people are like, hey, I can't beat this guy, you know, or I can't beat three guys by myself, therefore, you know, nerf everybody else and buff me and, and whatever. But, I mean, we could, we could yeah. go on and on about this. But um, I want to move on to the mess hall, which is our, uh, our off-week column that we post on Republic Trooper uh, when we don't have a combat chatter podcast to put up. So, Dave, why don't you talk about this week's mess hall and uh, what was going on in that? This week's mess hall, or 
the one for this podcast that we put up last week. Uh, we just called it The Good Soldier. And it, it basically is asked, uh, now that the game's been out a little while, uh, what's everyone's impression of uh, the Trooper in all its different aspects? And uh, we actually got some really good responses. We had more than usual uh, for the different permutations this time. In first place, with uh, 39%, was... Uh, the Commando is everything I hoped it would be, and I truly enjoy the class, uh, and I've had little to no experience with the Vanguard. So those are the people who have delved into the Commando uh, without touching the Vanguard, and uh, they are the happiest uh, of our readership, at least. So are um, you saying the majority of people like to go Commando? Uh, I concur. Yes, I they would do. say that's possible, but I have to be brief about this. Um, oh, and, please. Uh brief andy impressive <laughs> whoa whoa i usually get anakin and not vader uh in second place the vanguard has delivered exactly what i expect and is an excellent class <laughs> i've had little to no experience with the commando so at 26 percent in second place are hardcore vanguard players uh in third place at 22%, we have the troopers lived up to all of my expectations. Both Vanguard and Commando have proven extremely well-designed and offer excellent gameplay options. Uh, in fourth place, with 7%, we have both the Commando and Vanguard are decent classes, but haven't quite lived up to my expectations. And then at 2%, we have the Vanguard is excellent, but I find the Commando to be lackluster. Uh, tied at 2% is both the Commando and Vanguard fail and need some serious loving from Bioware. <laughs> Jeez. And... In the final place at 2% is the Commando is well done, but the Vanguard falls short of being a good class. So it's it's interesting that the first the first place on that poll, and I mean, we, there was almost 100 people that voted in it, so was that the Commando, it seems like they truly enjoy the Commando, was like the first place with like 40% of the votes, basically. I find that Commandos are kind of hard to come by. I see more Vanguards everywhere than I do Commandos. I don't know what oh, it is. Not, not on my server. Really? Yeah, and not our guild. Really? Yeah, our guild has a lot of commandos. Okay, because yeah, yeah, I almost never see a commando when I'm playing. And generally, you, I'm way behind you guys in level. So generally, I'm I'm by myself or, you know, have to, like, do a pug for a heroic or whatever. But there's I almost never see a commando anywhere I go. But you guys see the opposite. They're everywhere. Yeah, yes. I know when I run around the Republic fleet, I mean, because you can tell by the weapon they carry. And right. the majority of people seem to... Um, to have the big guns, so yeah, definitely I run into more, many more commandos, both in our guild as well as just kind of in PvP when I do PvP. Um, it's not unusual for me to be like the only vanguard in groups. Now, are they, are they uh, to, to dissect that even more then, what, what would the spec be, would you think? Is it combat medic or is it gunnery? I would say it's been split about fifty-fifty. Okay, well that's not that's not too bad because I know I know a lot of people who are doing commando, at least like me, they were like DPS, DPS, DPS. I don't want to heal. I don't want to heal. Um, no, I've run into a lot of healers that went commando because they just they really enjoyed kind of. I mean, you get to heal people with a gun, so. <laughs> right, right. You, you know, you know something else that makes uh, the commando and actually any of the classes that get a base heal, uh, even if you go DPS, it is getting those base heals like. Even if you're running a gunnery commando, you've got you've got some heals for when things get a little bit tough. Yeah, they're not super efficient, but they'll do the job, uh, and that just gives them. I think that gives them a little bit more of a selling point. You know, hey, I, I can be I can be the big gun DPS guy, and uh, and I can have a a little bit of support patch here. So, actually, I was doing a uh, a group four. Uh, I forget. I think it was on Narshada. I mean, like I said, I, I'm 
I'm with Andy. I'm I'm far behind most people, but uh, there was no healer, so I switched over to my support cell and just healed away. Didn't ask me, and I haven't had much experience, but except in beta, I, I was a healer in beta. But uh, you, it's always cool that you can always switch over and at least have the option of being an okay healer, even if you're not spec'd out for it. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way I understand it too. You know, like like Dave was saying, you know, you come with a base heal, so even if you spec DPS. It's like you might not be like a main healer in a group, but you can at least, you know, maybe take the pressure off the primary healer and like heal yourself. Or if someone's getting too close, you can always toss one on them while you're still, you know, blowing somebody's face up. But um, yeah, what I've seen is uh, in the heroic twos and fours, it's plenty. OK, cool. Let's move on then. So that was the mess hall. Let's move on to another topic. Biochem. Biochem has been a topic for God, as, since the game's been out, everyone's been talking about biochem, especially because... Oh, since before the game was out. Right, because uh, I guess, I think it was, was it beta when the big slicing nerf happened? That was in the last beta build. I don't think biochem received its nerf until actual, after actual launch, which made no, a lot there was of... No, the nerf for slicing was actually in, in live, but uh, oh, was it, it, it was in before live? the bio one. Yeah, right. So I know slicing got, got hit first, I think biochem I think slicing next. got hit in beta and then got hit again in live i think it got yes. hit both times it did actually twice but yeah biochem has been a, a topic of much discussion uh since the game really went live in early game access um it's overpowered it's underpowered it's not enough it's the only thing you need to raid etc etc one of our another one of our new writers amanda nelson um just put out a, a very in-depth end game biochem guide um, on Republic Trooper um, about a week ago. It's really good. Um, you should definitely check it out. But I wanted to talk to all you guys. What are your thoughts on Biochem? Do you use it? Do you think it's a requirement? You know, do you think it should be nerfed? Like, how do you guys feel about all this? I um, My experience so far has been that I actually did not take it on my uh, Shadow. So I don't actually have it on a character that I've leveled yet. I have another one that I'm planning on getting it. But of the raid team that I've had, and I've had a few people kind of come in and out, I consistently run with at least three people who are biochem all the time. And, and if you are, at the start of the game, if you were completely hardcore and I'm going to clear nightmare modes within two weeks of the game's opening and that was your shtick, then you went biochem. For the, it, it wasn't even a close choice by, by any measure. And that's because biochem provided things that none of the other professions could. So for instance, I'm a synth weaver and the best thing that I can do is create some armor for myself that's on the tiny slash Kalumi level because I'm starting to get to the tier two patterns. Right. Um, but that's, that's, it's like, I'm going to replace that with better gear that I get from drops versus biochem was always providing a buff, not only from the, uh, the stims that you could get that are unique, but also you could get, um, those, those really nice med packs. Then you also of course had those implications for PVP and so forth. And that, that is the big deal that, that Bioware attacked. And I kind of agree with it from the perspective of you don't want to have a game that forces you to pick one thing. You want to you want to make sure that a game encourages all the options. And I agree with that because I, I don't feel like I should be screwed out of my profession because I picked at level 10 this profession and not that profession without thinking about the consequences. That shouldn't yeah, happen. I, it, should, it should be equal. I, I do agree, and I actually am a biochemist on uh, on my main character, the Vanguard. So, um, so I will say, I originally when the game launched, the the two end game professions were biochem and cybertech, right? Uh, because of the mods, and and at this point, like the first cybertech 
nerf, I guess, was enough that it's not considered now the must-have, whereas biochem still is. And and I agree with, with Momos that players, you know, I mean, each and every profession should be reasonably viable at endgame, and I think each one should contribute something that the others can use. So I will miss, to some degrees, and, and I'm not entirely sure that it's 100% nerf, just because well, you know, while it's it's going to nerf the raid utility, in the other sense, it's actually going to help the economy because now the things that were biochemist only, you can actually potentially sell on the GTN and make some money. Well, so. that's what I was going to ask you guys. So why don't you um, explain for maybe for people who don't know what exactly is happening to biochem in the next patch? Oh, gosh. Um, I'll have to look up the exact details, but I think it's three categories. It's like the exo. The exotech med packs, the, basically those are the... Um, the drops that you get in in EV and uh, and hospitality, those things mm-hmm. that that drop, you can now. Before they were buying on pickup. That is, no, you you would create the item and then it was stuck in your inventory. Now you're going to yeah. be able right. to Not sell those. Schematic, but the actual crafted item was BOP. Right, right. So now now the crafted item will be BOE. As in, you can sell it to anyone, and they can use it. You don't have to. You're not restricted anymore. To you have to have biochem, and, and you have to be able to make it to use it. So there right, is there is that increase. Yeah. I would say there's that increase. And then the thing that everyone always overlooks is that Biochem also makes the implants. And those implants are actually, they're very difficult to get. You know, through PvP means you can get them. But through other, other aspects of the game, they're actually quite difficult to come by. So that they can make some really nice ones that can uh, proc that augment slot, can actually make them on par or even better than, than say, your Tier 2 um, your yeah. implants. So there's always been a money-making potential, just people... People say, well, I don't want to I don't want to bother with that. I just want to do the, the med packs and that's that's all I want to do. No, my niche has been and I shouldn't tell people too many details or I'll lose my niche, but uh, I reverse engineered like the level twenty one implants and I have made a killing selling those because I got uh, some artifact quality ones. I've made a killing and I continue to make a killing selling those on the GTN in particular because the aim ones benefit so many companion characters. And like you said, there's um you know, there's not really a lot of options at that level. And, and so, I mean, it's kind of mind-boggling what I can sell them for. Now, so see, I'm still a fan of biochem. But, yeah, see, uh, I, I think what I've heard, and again, I don't have biochem on any of my characters either, but from what I've read about it and what I've heard about it, even, like you said, to your point, it doesn't seem to me like it's going to be like a full nerf. I still think that people are going to say, hey, you either have to have biochem or now you're going to have to go spend, you know, 250,000 credits before the raid to go buy all these biochem mats and prove that you have them with you in the raid. You know what I mean? I'm not necessarily sure that they're solving the problem, so to speak. Yeah, I actually think what would have been a better fix is, in my opinion, having now mucked around with most of the crew skills, I actually think synth weaving needs a little love. Oh, it needs. You think it needs to be buffed? Yeah. <laughs> well, as, as 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 a synth weaver, I can I can tell you, there's probably some aspect that would be really nice for us to have, but at the same time, um, I I don't do poorly. Just I don't I, I don't even do dailies anymore. I just sell stuff on the GTN, and I'm doing just fine. <laughs> Okay, then, yeah, because I was looking at the leveling process. I mean, everyone else has some kind of, you know, mod or hilt or color crystal or or stim that they can sell. And synth weavers, you know, I mean, they just make the clothing. Right. And I guess armors as well. That's that's one of the problems, too, when you get to completely competitive gaming where, you know, everything everything is, hey, I have to do X to get to Y to get to Z. People look at it like, hey, my stuff isn't competitive. Like, people have told me my armor mech is useless. I'm like, well, it may not be as useful on a day-to-day basis, but there's lots of ways it's far from useless. One, I've pre-engineered. I made it so that by the time my commando was level 15, he was in full purples. I am not joking. 
when I tell you that my commando kills stuff in half the time of other DPS around. <laughs> yeah, because he's all not, geared up from your main, right? It's ridiculous. I, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. The the gear you can make, okay, and they're like, that's that's one thing. I think even that low-level gear, I sell it for such a huge profit when I make extras now. If you take time, that takes a lot of time that I don't have to farm that other people have. Then I could buy. Then I can buy the other stuff. The thing is, everybody views it like, hey, if my crafting skill isn't fully viable in this aspect of the game, then it's underpowered. Now, I'm not saying certain things don't need love. I think, I think everything probably needs to have some kind of consumable armor. Mech could have like a little shield battery that gives you some extra tank mitigation for a short while. Uh, you could have something that does extra damage in arms mech. Sure, everything can use consumables to make them more viable in raiding, but what I'm saying is everything does not have to be 100% equal in every in every game scenario. Some things can and should be better in different aspects. Well, you know, something, something Dave mentioned to me the other day when we were kind of talking about this subject was... Um, he was he's telling you know a lot of people before biochem got the first nerf a lot of people were had already hit 400 on some of their trade skills and they were like oh man i'm dropping it i'm taking biochem and he was like dude don't drop your trade skill they're gonna fix this stuff as they see that imbalance out there and so kind of to like your guys's point you know like biochem's been adjusted once it's going to be adjusted again and you know who knows maybe synth weaving's on the on the horizon to, to, to get some love and, and, and they'll give it some, some tweaks and changes. But I do agree. I don't think they want people to just pick that. They don't want it to be that one crew skill. It's like, if you want to raid, you have to do this. If you want a PVP, you know, you have to have this. I think they want everybody to be, to, to be viable in some form. And, and I'm assuming a lot of the other crew skills are going to get touched here. On that note, soon. there is some love coming down for both armor mech and synth weaving. Um, you guys may or may not be aware, but in the next, I think, I think it's in the next small patch that we're getting, you're going to be able to uh, eventually crit an augment slot on the orange custom gear that you can make. And that will I make heard about that, that gear. Oh, yeah, I, in that. One point, I didn't read in, that. And in 1.2, supposedly that's when they will make all of the raid gear and all the PvP gear that you're able to extract all of the mods and transfer those over. Um, and so that will make that, that, you know, the, that gear that you can make with an augment slot, that will make that actually the best in the game. So you oh, will nice. be able you will right. be able to craft the actual best looking not well, not best looking but the the statistically uh, possibly best gear in the game for people and, and so that will create a huge you, amount of demand and that's a good you know, point you know what's you... going to be nice too Gabe Amantangelo was talking about that what they're trying to move towards and what has been the intent from the beginning is that when you take out the armoring mod it's going to move the set bonuses with the armoring piece so if yes. you get if you get all tier two slash tier three and you want it, you know, in a flight suit, you know, you can rip it all out and you can have like, you know, a, a ricotta flight suit uh, or, or whatever you want. So that'll be nice. That's a good point that you mentioned, Gary. Our last topic here we want to touch on really briefly is um, some of the leaks that are going out there um, that made it out there on the Internet this week around upcoming patches. This is actually something Garrett mentioned to us before the show started. So uh, I will turn the floor over to you, sir, if you want to talk about some of that stuff. Sure. Well, uh, Torhead actually had some leaks, and this would actually be the time for your listeners, if they don't want to hear it, this would be the time to turn off the podcast and maybe <laughs> yeah. fast forward fast forward to the end where we all say how much we're awesome. But in the they did detail the coming patches and what will be included, and they included 1.2 through 1.5 for the unannounced content. And there's a lot of very exciting things on the horizon. I think the one thing that we all took note of 
is that every single one of these patches includes a new flashpoint and a new operation for those who are PvE centric. And that's probably some of the most exciting news because, of course, that's content, that's new stuff, and it's going to be added on a, you know, with the scale of what they're doing, probably every you know, two, two to three months, I would say, is probably about the time frame you're looking at here because it's been about two months to get to 1.2. So you're looking at a lot of content coming out quick. The one that I think everyone's going to love is patch 1.3 because that includes the HK51 series and the acquisition of him. You know, I'm, a, I'm pretty understanding, as, as uh, Andy knows, but there are certain things like I, will, I love Bioware, so if people don't know me well enough, they can think I'm a fanboy because I support most of what they do, but there are certain things that I will call them out on. They've got to get something in for the legacy system soon because and they're they already see the problem they're slowing down legacy XP past twenty, which they have to do because I'm already pushing like thirty one and I mean they don't have to put everything out for the legacy system, but I mean they've been like, hey, here's the legacy system, here's your name, here's your levels, and we'll get it to you guys at some point. They gotta at least get some of the basic stuff in so that people. Well, I heard do. that's coming in March. Some of the legacy system stuff is coming in March. Yeah, that's what they've said. I'm, I just really hope it doesn't become the new dance studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get a new social ability, right? I, I I hope it doesn't become what Blizzard did the first the first year, even before the game launched. Oh, hero classes for everyone. Oh yeah, they're coming. They're coming. A few years later, and they tried, and people called them out. They still had cached web pages. Uh, no, we never promised hero classes. Yeah. Um, yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the legacy system will be good. I do agree that that's the thing that I I personally really want to see in the game is is the legacy system. And and I've I've heard all kinds of cool stuff that they're supposed to do with it, but uh, but I haven't heard exactly. I have heard that some of it is coming in March, but I don't know to like what scale they're gonna they're going to release anything on it. There's there's another aspect to it which includes a, a storyline that's actually going to be taking place throughout these four patches, which is probably why that you know, whoever however they obtain this information that might be why they were able to do so, but there's a whole um, storyline involving these people called the Dreadmasters which seem to be a Sith like a like a imprisoned Sith lords who were so powerful and so awful that they, you know, they had to imprison them and they couldn't even kill them or whatever. And they they are now out and supposedly, it, from again, we're reading this stuff and we're kind of given to you secondhand and regurgitated, so we urge you to visit Torhead if you want to know more. But they are going to be the antagonists both for Republic and it would seem Empire in the coming uh, months of this game. So that that is actually, while, while Eternity Vault and, and Karaga's Palace sort of lack a... They have a story and there's a reason why you're there and, that's, and it's, it's pretty good. But there's been there hasn't been a continuity of this is why you're doing it, and that's one of the things that that you know again not to, to talk about the game that you guys don't like to talk about that they did in every expansion was there was one bad guy and you sort of go after him, and then that's you're, you spend the whole time sort of following his breadcrumbs like Hansel and Gretel to get to him, and this would seem to be their their version of that like here are these really bad dudes that are totally bad enough to kidnap the president, and you're going to have to go get them. That's well, that's interesting, so Dave. Dave seems to think that they're going to actually do an expansion sometime this year. I, I, I and that might be try, the first part of it, right? I think they're going to try to get an expansion out by the end of the year. Um, Andy thinks it'll be announced by the end of the year. That's definitive. And I can, I can see him. I'm right on the fence. I'm leaning a little bit more to their, them trying to get it out for holiday season at the end of this year. But if not, I doubt it'll be later the next summer. But, uh, 
not to pull too far off the subject, supposedly uh, what Gabe also said was the the Hut storyline, Karaga's Palace, actually is supposed to be continuity. That's supposed to uh, be a story that continues, then that goes through the Hut homeworld. Uh, Eternity Vault is supposed to be a one-off, though. Eternity Vault is supposed to really have little story other than, hey, uh, you know, the Ricotta were badass dark side users. Here's one of their, you know, baddest of the bad, and, you know, pretty much ends there. So it'll be interesting to uh, to see how that unfolds here in the coming coming weeks and months. But, uh, but I can hear some music fading in in the background, guys, so that means that we are out of time uh, for tonight's show. Um, any final thoughts to uh, close us out, guys? I just really wanted to say thank you for having us. I had a blast. Um, and uh, you know, we look forward to, to definitely reading more of your content. We really enjoy your site and, and the things that you do. And, you know, we just thank you for the opportunity to be here. We really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, no, you guys are always welcome. Like I said before, we're, uh, we're big fans of you guys, and we were super stoked to have you on the show. Um, it was totally cool. What were you going to say, Lady Republic? Oh, just uh, pretty much what MoMA said. Thank you very much for inviting us, giving us a fantastic opportunity, and I will continue to lurk and periodically post on the forums. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Cool. Well, that's going to do it, guys, for Combat Chatter Episode 9. Thanks to uh, Dave and Mike from Republic Trooper, and uh, thanks to Momus and Lady Republic from Ask a Jedi for hanging out with us on the show today. Be sure to uh, check them out at askajedi.com. And as always, thanks to all of you out there for actually giving us a listen. We appreciate all the feedback and comments, um, all the Facebook posts and Twitter posts and forum posts. You guys rock. Um, so we really appreciate that. And until next time, you have been listening to Combat Chatter, the official podcast of RepublicTrooper.com. We are out of here. Peace. Later, all. You've been listening to Combat Chatter, brought to you by RepublicTrooper.com. Join the community at www.republictrooper.com on Facebook at facebook.com slash republictrooper or on Twitter at republictrooper. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. in this case (laughs) (laughs) well it's tactical tools Mike you you know I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna say this and it's gonna sound horrible and you can edit it out if needed Andy okay but but the pieces the pieces and you're gonna have to edit that that? out anyways because that was a dog barking (laughs) so sorry about that oh no that's awesome Oh, Who let the dogs out? Was that one of my fans? <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was. I think Garrett's dog barking. Yes, is that right? Yes, yes, it was. That was awesome. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs>